welcome to the Sari Saring Stories podcast. I'm Marian. Hello, I'm Jez. I'm Carla. And for this episode and the next two, we will be tackling um, two short stories. We're going back into our um, junior high school roots and talking about uh, two of Kidemopasan stories, the necklace and a piece of string. Now, we do need to preface this specific um, set of episodes. None of us are French. None of us can speak French <laughs> for that matter. So, we're going to mispronounce a lot of things, a lot of names. We all collectively will just have to deal with it. I'm sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how the internet works. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we tried. In our heart of hearts, we tried. Yeah. And we just mm-hmm. can't. So, uh, let's start. So, this episode will be about The Necklace by Guy de Maupassant. So... Would anyone like to summarize that or would that fall under my jurisdiction again? <laughs> I'll try to summarize it, I guess. Okay, Because it's go still ahead. kind of fresh. Yeah, <laughs> go with like, I Yeah, I just, I just read it uh, a few hours ago. Anyway, so... Um, oh no, oh no, I'm going to... I, do I need to say the names? I'll, say I'll it avoid once saying and the then names. avoid it. <laughs> anyway, um, so there's this woman... Mathilde? Is that how her name is pronounced? Mathilde? Probably or Mathilda? Mathilde. Mathilde. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Mathilde is married to a clerk uh, working in the Ministry of Education, I think. So, she's not that happy with her life because she dreams of having more things. Uh, and her life is very simple with her husband. And so, but that's that's something that has that has been bothering her for quite some time, according to the story. And she's always thinking of that. And then um, she has a friend. Uh, what's the name of the friend? Forestier, Madame Forestier. Basta she she was friends with uh, with uh, with someone who is rich and has access to a lot of jewelry and stuff. And they've been friends since uh, yes school, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've been friends since they were in school. And but she tries to avoid going to her friend's home because she feels uh, very jealous every time she goes there. Anyway. Um, the husband of Mathilde was able to secure an invitation to a ball, uh, a really fancy ball, and so Mathilde was very uh, anxious by it, and she didn't she didn't want to go because uh, she was afraid that people would laugh at her because uh, she did not have uh, good clothes and good jewelry. So they were able to make do with a with uh, with the clothes. Um, the husband sacrificed his uh, savings for a pistol to buy her a dress and so that's clear but she still did not have jewelry so she went to uh, her friend's house and she saw a really pretty diamond necklace quote-unquote diamond necklace uh, and she, uh, she borrows it and she takes it to the ball she dances and she has a really good time and yeah it was a magical night for her and then they go home, but once they arrive home, she notices that the necklace is gone. She has dropped the necklace somewhere, and they tried to look for it for several days. They were not able to find it, and so they were very afraid that uh, they're very afraid that uh, now they have lost a very valuable necklace. And so they tried to look for a replacement for the necklace. Finally, they found a suitable replacement. But it's very very expensive. I think thirty six thousand francs was uh, was the amount, and basa it was a very large sum of money, and so they did their best to uh, they gave up their family savings, uh, and then they borrowed money all over in order to get the money to buy the necklace, and then she returned it to her friend and stuff. But then they had to live uh they had to live a very hard life for ten years in order to pay for. Uh, in order to pay for the debts they incurred while uh, while looking for the replacement of the necklace. So it took them 10 years for that. Mathilde, by this time, has grown old because of uh, hard labor. And then, finally, they're, they're able to pay off all their debts. And then she finally sees uh, her friend again while she was walking. And then she says to herself, Okay, now that I have paid 
uh, my debts, I can now confess to her what happened. So she goes to her friend. Her friend is still looking young because her friend does not really work that much. So she says to her friend, I had ten uh, years of uh, really of I I I lived a really hard life for ten years because of you. The friend is like because of me. Why? Because I lost your necklace and I bought uh, a replacement and it sent us into debt and it took us ten years to pay off that debt. And then the friend takes hold of her hand and says, "Oh no, that was a cheap imitation necklace." And in the end, that's it. <laughs> Can I be honest? My reaction when I first read that because I did not read this when I was in junior high school. I'm not sure about you guys, but I did not read this when I was young, and so reading it just a few hours ago, my reaction was like, "Well, that sucks. Well, that just sucks. That was just my main reaction." Anyway, I mean, yeah, great summary. It's um, hmm? it's a very sad story. It escalates in sadness, I should say. Uh, yeah. I read this in high school. Uh, both this and a piece of string. Um, so the necklace, or uh, as it's sometimes titled, the diamond necklace, is part of the curriculum back then for some schools. So. Yeah. If you've ever encountered Gidemopasan in junior high school, it would either be the necklace or a piece of string. Uh, back in my day, we did both. Uh-huh. So, I'm a bit more familiar with these two stories that we're um, tackling for the podcast. Uh, it's been a while since I've last read it. And... Yeah, it's it's a story that's very much I mean, I could venture to say that it's grounded in reality. You know, um yeah. it's a story about someone who doesn't really have or I guess let's just say that this person is not rich. Matilda's not rich. Um Neither is her husband, but she has had friends from back then who are rich. Specifically, this one specific person who, I guess, um, the author uh, wrote as her best friend, right? Best friend of sorts. So, I guess, More yeah. More like childhood best friend, I guess, because they kind of fell apart. Yeah. Uh, I guess we should ask Carla. Um, when have you did you um read this in uh junior high school? Because I'm fairly sure we never read this in college. I would remember. So did you read this yep. in high school yeah. or did you read this in late grade school? Actually I did. Pero I don't recall the story, the plot itself. Parang familiar lang siya kasi. Uh yeah, it was familiar. Na parang it's about the necklace, it's about a couple ganyan, pero like the details of it. And of course, yung themes, hindi na rin siya nag-resonate sa akin up until kanina. <laughs> when I reread it again. So parang, ang isa sa mga na-realize ko is when you're, when you're young, siguro meron lang din mga exceptions to the rule, but when you're young kasi, you don't, you don't realize this. When you yeah. don't realize the issues that are present in the story up until you get that adult reality check yung, yung, that comes as you are aging. So, parang yeah. kung kailan ngayon na binabasa ko siya, mas na-appreciate ko siya as a, as a realistic story or a story of realism. Kasi yun, parang y- you, would, you would relate and you would see like actual real-life people having the same sentiments, having the same problems with what was discussed in the story. Like, parang, unlike when you, when I was in high school personally, parang sobrang detached nung, nung, nung experience ni Mathilde and of course the other person sa isang story with what, 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 with what I was experiencing. Kasi parang, ano lang ba ang problems doon dati? Like, yung nga, grades, getting along, ganyan, having friends. Mag-set up ng friends, term mo, ganyan. <laughs> tama, tama. 
And you, eh, maglaro ng pet society, ganyan. Yeah, so, parang, yeah, parang it's, it's a mere, ano, it's, it's, a, it's a story that's not really relatable. And ayun nga, yung, yung language barrier din, no? Kasi nga, it's, it's written, mm. it's, uh, it has French characters and all. So, parang, yeah. Mas na-appreciate yeah, yeah. ko siya ngayon. And the themes that are, um, evident in the story is much more relatable. Not because we or I have experienced it personally, pero yun, you see it. It's real. It is a story of realism. Yan. Yeah, 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 yeah. What it reminded me of, if I if if I may just sidetrack us a little bit, what it reminded me of, because I did not read this nga in high school. Uh, in high school, all we did was cask multiple times. I don't know why. But anyway, so while I was reading it, It reminded me of there's this particular subreddit called Am I the Asshole, um, and in that uh, in that subreddit, people just post uh, stories and just ask the community whether they are in the wrong or whether they deserve uh, or whether they're justified in what they did. And then there have been a lot of posts lately in that subreddit about people complaining about their uh, about. The, the spending habits of their partners or something like that. And, I don't know, it just reminded me of that. It just reminded me of, um, um, I guess, the conflict. I, 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 I latched on to the conflict between, the, uh, the unsaid conflict between Mathilde and her husband with how the husband wanted to support what she wanted. But still, I can tell that in the heart of the husband, he is probably, he is, he's probably seething. At his heart, and like I, I can just, I can just imagine, I can just imagine the husband. If this was, if this, if there was a real, uh, if there was a modern day version of the necklace, the husband will probably post their story on Reddit, and then everyone will call his wife the asshole because that's how Reddit works essentially. So that's just what that's what it reminded me of. That's why when it got to the end and everything was basically worthless to some extent. It just it just sucked even more. <laughs> it just I sucked guess, even more for um, me. Looping yeah. back to um uh I guess this particular set is the most um I probably have the most vivid memory of these two stories out of the three of us. Uh that's safe mm-hmm. to say. I guess. And I feel like yeah. um, why the necklace and a piece of string was so vivid to me was because of how it was it was a group work activity for us back in school. And uh, I think the big output for that quarter that we had wherein we talked about the necklace and the piece of string was for us to make short films about it. So, I guess that's why it's more um, imbued, is that the correct word, into my memories. But also just the, um, specifically for necklace, the, um, the feeling of Mathilde being this lower middle class person and i i guess in a way to be surrounded by upper middle class to rich society the feeling of being that outsider and wanting to see what's inside those circles feels like i don't know has always felt like a bit more of a reality to me specifically uh, with my um, upbringing and my personal history. Just, yeah, yeah. it's... Gide stories, specifically these two, are very grounded in the way that what they're trying to talk about is very grounded in reality. Like, who hasn't tried or like who hasn't felt Yeah. The feeling yeah. of <laughs> wanting to be inside those circles wherein money isn't a problem, where money isn't a concern. 
and I guess a um something for a piece of string is being gossiped about and having to fight that specific narrative. So yeah, the the things yeah. that the author is trying to talk about using these stories is very much rooted in reality. I guess we should go and talk about the protagonist of this story, uh, Madame Mathilde Loisel. Again, apologies. I cannot speak a lick of French. So that's uh, that's how we pronounce things. <laughs> but we're going to call her the protagonist. Just to be safe. So what do you think Siguro about as, her? Siguro as, ano? Yeah, as a reaction din dun sa sinabi mo. Parang it, yung, yung feeling of, of, uh, of looking at rich people's lives, it still translates to like modern reality shows that we see like the Kardashians and all. Parang ang, 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 ang unfortunate situation lang kasi with like the protagonist and the story itself is that it's it's based on real life and I mean it's they they see each other in real life whereas with us we see their lives through a screen. So parang yung, yung judgment, yung pagtingin, yung perspectives, it's all filtered, it's all screened kasi nga there is a medium kung saan natin siya nakikita, right? But with the story kasi, buhay yon nung protagonist. And she feels it personally talaga na she should have been rich, she should have been experiencing all of these things, but instead, she was born into a poor family and all. So parang, it, it, it translates today. And it's still evident today na people are genuinely curious on how people on how rich people attain their yeah. wealth, how they spend it, how out of touch some of their decisions can be, especially yeah. nga, with, with the recent pandemic, like these rich people can still go on with their pre-pandemic lives without having to think of money or spending so much on testing and all. Kasi nga, they're rich. Parang tayong mga hampas lupa, parang we, we just get to watch. We just get to look at their Instagrams, at the news and all. And yeah, the, the same feeling of parang of jealousy, of envy is there. Yun nga lang, again, no, with our story, since it is a story, it has the element of like, yung the plot going on. So, ibig sabihin, kailangan, yun nga, yung with like, being, yes, ano ba, being discontented what you have. So parang the marriage itself is somehow a negotiation of that. As nung, yeah. when, when, when the husband has to find all of this de- all of those things and then make a compromise and all. Tapos parang, yun nga, yung, yung feeling of self-sacrificing for the wife. Kasi nga, she didn't really, she wanted all of those things and he hasn't really um, g- given her all of the things that she wanted and so yun, it, it it still resonates today. Yeah, yeah. What what that reminded me of actually, especially the dress, Little Women. Did, were you guys able to watch Little Women, <laughs> or did you read Little Women when back then? Not yet. So there was this in in the newest. I'm pretty sure it was also in the book, but like in the newest, uh, in, in the newest ver- version, the uh, the the character that uh, what's her name? Uh, Hermione. What's her real name? I'm sorry. <laughs> Emma, Emma, uh, Emma yeah, 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 Emma. The the character that Emma played, uh, she was she was very similar to Mathilde actually, um, she, because she uh, she was also she also wanted to be part of, uh, like parties and stuff like that. But then she marries a uh, she marries a school teacher, so um, so she also was not, um, so she she has those uh she has those same insecurities as Mathilde. And there was also this. There was also this scene where she wanted to buy a dress, and they all they had to give up. They had to give up like a part of, uh, basically their food money in order for her to buy a dress. But then you know the the movie ends with her not, g- not getting the dress and like you know uh, to fix their relationship between the two of them. So, basically, what I'm trying to say is that um, it's not in terms of plot. I don't think it's unique. Uh, the yeah. uh, the necklace is not unique in terms of plot, but I do think the sentiments are universal, kasi, and that's the reason why it does not need to be unique in terms of plotting. 
um, I mean, the, the twist at the end hurt, but like um, the concept itself is not novel. But I mm-hmm. think it's a very it's a very universal insecurity, like what Carla, what like what you were saying, kanina Carla, that even yeah. until now it's still a pervading insecurity. And I think it's also important to consider that at the start of the story, Mathilde was not dirt poor. I think it's important to remember that Mathilde was not dirt poor. She was mm-hmm. not. She was not yeah, destitute was by the start class. of the story. Yes, yes, they have a little money, and I think that. I, that that fact that they have a little money that I feel like that fueled her insecurities even more. Like if they were dirt poor, I don't think she will have. I I don't think that she will have access to a lot of things that she got that exacerbated the situation. You know, I don't know. Uh, to me, when I read the story, it's like her her being a uh, lower middle class gave her like fueled her quote unquote delusions of grandeur. I think that's that's my read on it. I'm not sure about you guys. Okay, just to um, I guess to tack on onto your um point. Uh, Emma Watson was Meg March in the Little Women. Yes. Movie. Yes, that's her name, Meg. Meg. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I have terrible, <laughs> I have terrible memory with names. Um, <laughs> and at your point about her being in middle class or like lower middle class, yeah. Uh, I, I also, reading it again now kind of clocked that and also i feel like to add to your theory she went to a convent school with rich people yeah 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 so that mm-hmm. environment in her formative years would have yeah. definitely left a very deep impression on her and yeah. now contributes to her longing or yeah. i guess a better term for it is a borderline obsession with yeah, yeah, yeah. being rich and the fancy way of living you know like yeah. she never describes her life and what yeah. the author focuses on that is very much described in this very vivid um, imagery is the riches. It's the cutlery, the um, did she uh, like dresses or something, jewels? They're all yeah, described yeah. The in detail, yeah. but you never really hear. Too much about her own life like reading it you have you are left with this distinct impression of I can remember how richly detailed the fineries are in her imaginings but nothing about her own life not until they became poor I think I think one of the one of the reasons why Besides from like looking into the plot itself, because the writing style itself of realism and Demopassant's writing, na parang he's very knowledgeable about all of these things on how society works, on how high society and like the peasantry works. Pero at the same time, he presents this sense of detachment from it. Na parang he presents the plot, he presents the problem, he presents the character of the protagonist or the the married couple pero you will not get a sense of judgment from it yeah na parang after all of that they have done like yun nga, yung um getting the invitation buying the dress borrowing the necklace and then the party and then losing it and all of that things parang you it he just narrates it well it he, he narrates it so beautifully with many details pero there's that lack of judgment na parang hindi niya sinisisi there's no there's no parang blaming at the protagonist na kasalanan mo kasi because of your like pride of your greed or like your jealousy of whatever that you cannot um obtain naman in your lifetime so parang ganun i i i na appreciate ko with his writing style and with realism itself na parang you're focusing more on the issue itself pero not presenting a 
an explicit judgment on why it had happened. And it allows the reader, personally, not as a teacher, it allows the teacher to be more, alam mo yun, you can just make any interpretations with the ending and with the analysis of the characters rather than yun nga yung may supposedly implied meaning why it happened. Though, of course, all stories have implications and yun nga, possible interpretations. But, but, yeah, but I, I totally see what you're saying, yeah. It kind of reads almost like a case study to me. It's almost it's 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 that level. Of, <laughs> yeah, it's almost that level of detachment. And it's almost and it kind of reads like a case study. Like in, and it doesn't. It's not even just because uh, third person point of view. Like for example, when we talked about dead stars, kahit na third person yung dead stars, it's still intense. It's still very intense, and there's really mm-hmm. that emotional connection, which is totally lacking here. And I think it is intentional. It is uh, even in I mean we, we will repeat this probably when we talk about uh, the set as a whole. But even in piece of string, it really is not the emotions that I feel do not come from the writing itself, but rather about you know about the situation. But really, in terms of like pure base level writing, I do not uh, the prose of the Malpasant is not emotional. I think and. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think that's very in- yeah, I think that's very intentional and it I don't know, I I feel like ano eh, uh, this story could have been um it it would have been so easy to turn this into a moral story, a parable of sorts, you know, wherein by by the, yeah. by the end there's yeah. this one person who will say, uh, "Careful kids, if you become jealous, this is what might happen to you." <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so it's so it's so easy to turn it that way, diba? But he explicitly avoided that, I think, and I don't know that that makes the story better. I think because, like what you were saying, it it becomes, it's suddenly not uh preachy, you know. It's just this is what happens to people, and what whatever you yeah. take from that, it is what. But whatever it take you take from that, it's it's that's up to you now. But it is what it is, so it's not poking fun at Mathilde or the other characters. Like I guess to summarize, it's the it's a deliberate. We think, or I guess it's in theory that it is deliberately done by the writer to go at this story, choosing to write the story in the way of we are here to witness, but not here to judge, kind of mm-hmm. style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. it deliberately. I mean, some people will yeah. judge. Yes, yeah. Some people will judge, but like the author himself will not participate in that judgment. Yes. That's the impression it gives. Yeah. So, it's very much. I mean, even without, um, talking about how the author chooses to write the story, it is still at its heart a story about. Wanting it is a story about mm-hmm. wanting something more and the consequence that can arise from that. One consequence, not the end or be all consequence of that. So, you know, like, like um, let's talk about the climax of the story. Um, her losing the necklace. And the ruin that comes after that. I mean, I feel like he's kind of set it up well. That mm-hmm. when it hits that they've they've lost the necklace, the original necklace, there comes a sense of dread with it. Like, reader response, yeah. you kind of also feel like, oh no you yes. you lost yeah. this and you also you feel the panic that yeah. they mm-hmm. also yeah, yeah. feel and you know like you're not at that point it's not well sucks to be you that's what you get for this and that not that's not the first yeah. That is not the first emotion I feel when I read that part. Mm-hmm. Siguro parang 
one of the things that I I realized when I was reading that part. Kasi it was very personal dahil I've had yes, yeah, that was me like, as a burara. Yeah, yun din nasasabihin ko actually. Like, who has not who has not experienced that na you lost someone else's stuff? Diba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yung, even with like your parents' stuff, yun yeah. nga, yung like baunan mo or like wala, tumbler wala or like umbrella. Kaya nga, yun nga, diba? Tapos parang uuwi ka in yung feeling of dread na parang pag-uwi mo, alam mong sisigawan ka, alam mong ganito, ganyan. So parang, yeah, it was very re- relatable at that point. Pero kasi, ang daming layers dun sa story na parang, ito, ito nga yung background nila, ito yung reason bakit ang dami na nilang, kumbaga parang at that point, ang dami na na kasi nilang nagastos, ang dami na nilang na-sacrifice, ang dami na nilang nagawa na parang to not, I think ha, to not find the necklace, I mean to not make an effort to find the necklace is just a, alam yun, it's just a big contradiction to what they were planning ever since they got that invitation. So parang, it's it's valid. I mean, it's, it's ano, it's right. Parang it's morally right for them to find the necklace. Parang anybody would do that kasi nga you would feel bad kasi it's not yours pero at the same time no kasi very meron din kasing implication na these the uh these two people or this couple is also driven by like their honor and yung sense of honor na yun na parang kasi they're not rich tapos they want to kasi niram nga lang nila yon so parang instead of i think ha instead of just Uh, aminin kay kay Madam Forestier na na nawala nila kasi ganito ganyan. Parang they they went the long hard way <laughs> and just instead of just saying the truth, yun, parang they made up uh, little white lies for it tapos naganap na replacement and all. Which I think it, it also manifests their sense of like not just pride, siguro pride in a negative way pero honor in a positive way. No? Kasi yun, parang it made me realize na sometimes we would do that. There are, there are human tendencies to do that. Diba parang kung, kung, kung it, if it's as simple as like an umbrella and it's, you know it's important to that person and hindi naman mawawala. You would find, you would buy another umbrella just to compensate. Na parang, parang hindi siya magalit sa'yo. Pero kasi binili kita ng bagong umbrella, ito na, it's just the same. So parang gano'n, yun yung na-get, nakukuha kong vibes from it. Yes, yes. You know, know what I suddenly remember? Hindi ko pa, hindi ko pa, hindi ko pa pala napapalitan yung rape whistle mo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ano? Yes, Jess, tell the story of the rape whistle. <laughs> Because yeah, uh, I guess to uh, to um, to tell the story around then because I think it's relevant because because I think hindi kasi de ba um, we we had a point kanina na it feels like a universal uh, the things that Mopasan is talking about feel like universal insecurities and feel like universal fears you know and isang universal isa pang universal fears yung yung if you borrow something or you have someone's possession or you're in possession of someone's whatever and then you lose it um yun nga yung yung panic of that lang i've been in that situation so many times <laughs> i don't <laughs> been in that situation so many times uh like um mga nawalang especially yung mga pinaka nakakatakot yung mga nawawalang usb that contains yeah, reports yeah. for the day for example that just sucks and then nga yung carla I I was in possession of Carla's rape whistle. I left it at a random room and I couldn't find it anymore. <laughs> There's that. Um, so yun lang. Um, I guess going back to the point nga kanina na the necklace is not unique. You know, the story of the necklace is not unique. And though the, I mean, I think the reason, I, I think the fact na, na it's not unique makes it better in a, in a way because it it feels like To me, it feels like you know these people, you know? It feels like you've seen these people before. Maybe with different names, mm-hmm. maybe with different, you know, maybe not in France, but you know you've seen these people before. You've seen what uh, you've seen a person before who has, who is really uh, obsessed with uh, mingling with the rich. We all, we all know that person. 
you've seen someone before who really will will go out of will go out of their way to borrow stuff just to um just to boost their social standing i've seen that person before you know these are not these are not fears and insecurities unique to Mathilde. it's a these are very universal and um I don't know. I, I guess that's why the ending hit hard for me, uh, because because you know by that point you feel like um, they they're so familiar by the end of the story. I don't know if you guys feel that way as well, but they they feel so familiar to me by the end of the story. Her and her husband, that when uh, the truth finally gets revealed, I'm like, oh, well, that's really bad. That's really bad for you guys. It's almost as if. It's really an it it happened to an actual person that I knew in real life. I don't know if you guys got that vibe from it, but that's what I feel. Okay, so let's talk. Okay, so now let's shift focus onto the ending itself. Uh, uh, starting from when she they finally pay off the debt. So, I guess to um answer Jess, I I don't know how to feel about Gidemopasant's endings. Never mm-hmm. you know like yes he sticks the landings but I never really had a very clear emotional connection to them. Like of course, I feel really sorry for the protagonist and her husband because after all of that, for it to have just been essentially for nothing is a painful experience. And so was the ending for A Piece of String. But do I feel an intimacy for it? not really I guess what I would bring to the table regarding the um, ending of the necklace is so the thing that's most poignant to me about the ending is her walking in this place and then just enter the pronunciation guide for Shumps Elise here just rip it from YouTube yeah. because I cannot pronounce that properly. I don't want to even try. <laughs> so she goes to this location and meets her friend, the one who actually owned the original necklace, and tells her that, you know what, I can be here because I have paid my debts and for that success that feeling of victory of relief of finally paying off your debts for only for it to be like well that wasn't actually that wasn't actually an original it was fake jewelry and just i mean that specific encounter for it to be placed at that specific place feels like just honestly the most bitter defeat she could have probably ever have. Hands anywhere else, I feel like the blow of that last line would have been lessened. And I, it drops after that last line, that reveal of being I could I say that it's fake jewelry yeah it's imitation yeah so like it's it's imitation it's costume jewelry like you can just imagine how she feels after that what she does she probably might have even fainted in on the street because of just the realization sinking in that those 10 years of poverty of being in debt and just 
furiously trying to pay it all off was for costume jewels. You know, like, he, the writer does make you wonder, makes you want to know more beyond what is given. And like, I don't know, the, and the reaction of the friend of Forestier, she's like, I don't know, I don't know if you read the same, if you read it the same way as me, but like, what I got from her reaction is that when she says, that, oh, poor Mathilde, it's not really because, parang she's not saying that because she feels sorry for the woman, but like, the reason why she grabs the, the uh, Mathilde's hand and all that is because she's just shocked and she is just really, really surprised and I think even grateful that she got real diamonds out of her imitation jewelry. And I don't know, I, I think I, maybe, maybe, maybe that says a lot about the kind of friendship that they have and why they're no longer friends by that point. I mean, she doesn't even recognize Mathilde when she, when she first sees her. Because it's been a really long time. Well, it's because, well, it's because also Mathilde would have probably avoided well, yeah. her at all costs. Like mm. I don't, I didn't read that there was any gratefulness that her costume jewelry got replaced with original jewelry. She probably did. She probably didn't notice. Yeah. Yeah that the switch happened yep she didn't notice at all and just like her gripping her gripping the protagonist's hands was a moment of for me i read that as a moment of alarm Mm -hmm. like what have you done Mm -hmm. kind of gesture yeah could be uh yeah same same sentiments with marian um, what I would focus on is, but before before she went to the plaza or like that place, parang she had this parang using na, what if I did not lose the necklace and like, who knows what what would have happened with her life and like, nga, how small a thing as such as the necklace would make or break their lives as in a middle class person and i number one no very again no very relatable siya kasi parang ako personally living as a middle class citizen sa isang society and especially with our government na parang there is you you are above poverty na parang you you, you get to afford like doing impulse things and all and parang just Go, buying things that are not necessities pero isang ano lang isang hospitalization lang or like isang tragic something lang parang it will drive you to poverty so parang that that sentiment uh, resonates with me na as small as a necklace or even in nga yun yung parang irony then that are pre- that is present with Dimopasan stories na parang isang object lang siya and usually it's a small object in a piece of string and a diamond necklace that could probably ruin your lives in the most negative way or at possibly parang it would also make your lives better kasi ang, ang isang na- naalala ko lang din na parang it's the story is like a Cinderella story but realistic Na parang, there's no fairy godmothers here. There are no like evil stepsisters or like she's beautiful, yes, pero maraming mga unrealistic strings that are being pulled. Unlike dito, talagang realistic siya na parang they're in a society wherein um these kinds of parties are only for the rich. And when the the middle class people or the people or the poor people who sees these parties wants to get inside, they had to sacrifice a lot of things. Now, again, no, when you reflect upon our society now, a lot of people do that. Na parang just for the sake of being recognized by other people as, you know, yung, yung parang magkaroon ka lang ng social fame or like ma-recognize as somebody, 
in society, kahit na hindi mo naman afford, people would go to lengths. Like, yun nga, buy designer clothes, buy designer bags and all. Kahit di mo naman talaga afford or like buy a car na hindi naman talaga, na pagkamahal-mahal, pero like would depreciate in value in the next years. Yung mga ganong klaseng social status and objects of um social status that would, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. really important. <laughs> If you take a look at it closely, it's not really important, pero it's it's a cruel way of how society works. No, it's it. it yeah, 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 yeah. It it reminds me of, uh, it reminds me of uh, tawag dito um carefully curated Instagram feeds. You know, uh, yeah, like uh, I'm not I'm not sure if you've heard of, but there've been like a lot of uh reports about people uh. No, mm-hmm. like people Photoshop themselves just to make sure that just to make it as if they went on a vacation. But there are like there are specific studios that are designed to look like private jets just so people can post there and like uh look as if they they're flying and stuff like that. Uh lang, parang on the outside looking in it sounds absurd and it looks absurd to me because I'm from the outside of that. But um I really I find it really difficult to imagine what it's like to be in that position and to have that kind of mindset and um yeah I guess going back to what we were saying kanina about her environment I'm pretty sure Mathilde's environment fanned a lot of this for her uh fanned a lot of her obsession and delusion um so yun um yeah I guess one other conclusion we can draw from this is that even though the necklace was written in 1884, the sentiments are still very much alive. You know, they just took a different form. It's no longer a diamond necklace. It's just yeah. a private jet. Or an air fryer. Yeah, or an air fryer, sure. <laughs> or I saw yeah. this Facebook post na parang, o second week na ng taon, meron ka na bang air fryer? Na parang the air fryer is now the symbol of you going on like the popular trends which again nun pati yung pati nung, nung high school tayo yung mga t-shirt na with with the statement na never give up na parang pag wala kang ganun either you're on the spectrum na parang on the other hand na pag wala kang ganun hindi ka cool pero if you're the on the other side na parang jeje ka if you have that shirt parang ganun you wouldn't win with what society is dictating as the trend as the mainstream yeah yeah. yeah. Alright. So are we... So do we rate the thing? Do we rate this uh, necklace? Who wants to start? Sige, I can start. Uh, I I would give the necklace by the Mupasan probably a safe four. Four diamond necklaces out of five. It was... Ito short. Ito pa yung siguro sa mga hindi natin na-discuss na, na parang, it's not a long story. I mean, it is a short story. Pero yung, yung the way the plot was done, wala siyang masyadong palabok. Pero at the same time, it's very impactful. Parang you would you would get the point. You would feel the, the emotions that the characters are feeling. And as we have discussed, it is also very relatable. Siguro, kaya lang siya hindi five because, yun nga, language barrier. Siguro na lang, ganun na lang din and the accessibility na lang din with some of the words na parang and and the the implications nga kasi nung conflict is not that um, relevant for some age groups. Na parang, again, I think it's, there's a beauty in that pero again, there's also a barrier to that na some people would not get it or would not would not appreciate the conflict up until they have experienced it or heard from it from other people. Yeah. yeah. Marian? So I would rate the necklace 3.5 diamond necklaces out of 5. Um, the costume ones, not the real ones. Can't afford. Um, <laughs> I like the story... Like I said, it's relatable. It's something that I've thought about from time to time since I was introduced to it. But again, uh, just with the familiarity, 
definitely I was more of a piece of string. I kind of like that story more. That's the story I worked on in my own specific group. Um, for my group work in uh, high school and not the necklace. So I guess I'm kind of partial to a piece of string. But the necklace is a good story. The themes it talks about, the themes it talks about, it's, it's, it's common. It's something that can appeal to a very wide audience. So, you know, like, it's a good story. I think same for, I, I mean, I think I'll give the same rating as Carla for necklaces out of five. Uh, I can't really, I, I'm trying to think of why I won't give it a five. Because I can't really, I don't, I can't really fault anything for the story. At least for me. Um, I think it's written well. I think it's plotted well. The pacing is okay. I think it's accessible. Uh, accessible enough, I guess. Um, but why can't I give it five? I guess, I don't know. I guess I just, I mean, even though I understand what's going on, I... I still don't connect with it as fully as other stories we've had here in the past. So, but in terms of technical stuff, I cannot fault it for anything. I think I I I I think I may have even uh I actually I actually think I like necklace more than piece of string, but we'll get there once we uh, discuss that. But yeah, I think four necklaces out of five for me. Okay, so that was our discussion of Gidimapasan's the necklace. Uh Next time, we're going to talk about uh, the piece of string. Uh, so look out for that. And then the week after that, or like the episode after that, we're going to discuss both stories and um, I guess talk about what things are similar and what things are different and what we like better, I guess. Yeah. So uh, we hope you listen again next time. Bye. 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 Thank you.